Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Audio Podcast. As always, with the Auto Bros, Jason Alex on camera. How are you this morning, bro? I'm good. A um, little bit miserable outside, but I am coming off a very relaxing day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday being Friday, Tash and I went to these uh, Sonote uh, bathhouse yesterday oh, yeah. afternoon. Okay. Chilled out in like a steam room and sauna and magnesium plunge pool. Nice. And- uh, and a spa bath, that was very nice. How's the body feeling? Yeah, it's alright. Alright? Yeah. I slept well. Yeah. Because um, you would have trained on Thursday Arvo as well, right? Yeah. So it's Saturday morning now, so we trained Thursday Arvo baths yesterday. Because all like the magnesium baths and stuff are supposed to help with your muscle recovery. And yeah, I'm still sore from Thursday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still very sore from Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Not like can't function or anything. Mm. I mean, I feel like upper body pain is nowhere near as bad as lower body pain. Yeah. But I can definitely feel it. And I didn't on Friday and I thought, oh, sweet, I'm a, I'm a machine. Didn't feel Thursday's mm-hmm. activities. And then my th- uh, Friday night, Friday afternoon, I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. This hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of bad weather, because obviously it has been raining a little bit outside, um, Someone who did make it rain was the Brisbane Broncos. Did they win a game? We won a game. Is that first? No, that's second. Out of how many? Out of, I think it's round eight this this week. But um, set records because we were down 22-0 in the first half and we came back to win, I think it was 36-28. Now, I'm not watching the game. Could it have been a... Did they just win the mental aspect of it and the other team lost the mental aspect of it thinking that they're steamrolling the easy to defeat broncos look i think that's part of it so they they played the titans and it's interesting because the titans have been talked about going into the season as a really strong team and potentially going to challenge in the finals not win it but we're actually going to make finals um they're not living up to their promise at all like i think they've only had three wins from eight games right um and what's interesting is that they start really fast every week because they did this last week too they put put some points on the board, and then it's like, I I don't know if they just get complacent and they go away from what was working for them beforehand. Um, But same story. So went up 22-0. In fairness, they were so clinical with the ball. Brisbane pretty much never got set for like the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, you know. Uh, I think that the Titans had had like seven sets and scored four tries from seven sets or something like that. But that's a low... That's a low ratio too, isn't it? For the amount of sets. Oh, no, 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 no sorry, no, 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 no it's not. No. Yeah. Um, but look, really, really, when I when I look at the game and I, and I take my Broncos coloured glasses off, it was two teams who can both attack, who have very poor defence. So all that happened was as soon as the um, the possession of the ball started to even out a little bit, the Broncos started pouring points on as well because right. both teams have some really, really solid attacking players and terrible defense. So I think that's really more what it was. I like like how that's your idea of taking your Broncos tinted glasses off Mm. is to rag on both teams equally. Well, I'll tell you right now, if you go up 22-0 in the first 20 minutes of a game and then you lose the next 60 minutes uh, 36-6, that means you've got terrible defense. Yeah, for sure. But don't preamble this conversation by saying now let me stop defending broncos no 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 i'm I'm actually i'm i'm having a go at the broncos no you're having your tinted version of a go at the broncos because you weren't critical of the broncos you're critical of both teams equally well the broncos won so yeah i was critical of both teams equally because the broncos have been that's the reason why you don't you don't say in advance I'm now I'm going to take my Broncos tinted glasses off. Yeah, because what I what I don't want to say is that the Broncos are premiership favourites now because they had such an amazing game. Yeah. Because they really did it. They yeah. just went up a team that could against a team who couldn't defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. But yeah. in in saying that, it was good to have a win. It was just good to have a win. We had um a new uh, halfback Tyson Gamble making his debut. Young boy from from up here who's been doing really well in the uh, Queensland Cup. Played really well, brought a lot of energy, um, didn't shirk away from the contest for a young guy. So that was really good to see. So hopefully him and Milford had a good game too. Um, uh, my mate, shout out to Patrick, he he made a note that Milford looks like he's lost a lot of weight because he's always had like a lot of puppy fat around his face and that sort of thing. 
and he, he got dropped for, I don't know if it was a week or two weeks, I think it was just a week. Um, I just wonder if they've just gone, it's you, because he's off contract at the end of the season. He was on a million bucks a year. Now he's off contract. I reckon most teams are like, if we can pick him up for three or four hundred thousand dollars, like we'll do it. Otherwise, we wouldn't bother. Just with how he has played, right? So I wonder if now he's like, shit. Now I'm playing for my next contract. Yeah. He might actually uh, be on a diet, like proper diet, potentially. You never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's lost a, a fair bit of weight. He looked fast. He looked sharp. So. Look, hopefully we can just keep those halves together for a little while and start getting a combination because we pretty much change our halves combination every week uh, this year, which has not really been good for results. So Who's at the top of the leaderboard? Top of the table, Panthers. Okay. Panthers should win it this year. And Why? Well, they haven't lost a game for a start. Now, it's pretty much impossible in the NRL to go through a whole season undefeated and they will start losing games over the origin period because I'll lose heaps of players to state of origin duty. Um, the Panthers have just got, like, they, they talk about having windows to win a comp in mm-hmm. all sports. This is the Panthers' window now. They've got a, a squad of good young kids who've all come through the grades together, and they probably really only got this year where they can afford all of these players because of the, like, they, they made the, the grand final last year and lost to the Storm. Yep. Which again, there's there's no shame in losing to sure. the the most successful team of the, of the last twenty years. Um, well, with the asterisks, premierships taken off them for salary salary sombrero issues. Yeah. But anyway, um, but they've got that good young squad, which I do feel like the values of all these players are starting to skyrocket on the market. So at the end of this year, because of the salary cap, there's a fair chance they'll lose a lot of those good young players right. because they can't afford to sure. re-sign them all unless those players take the pay cut, which... They're not going to do it. They wouldn't Why do it. Would I wouldn't do it. Yeah, Why yeah. would you? you See, know? they're in that sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really do feel like this year is their year. And the the two other teams that were probably um, touted at the start of the season to give them a run was the Storm and the Roosters because they're always up yeah. there. Um, the Storm are going well, uh, so they'll be a contender. The Roosters have had a massive amount of major injuries. Like, they lost both their halves for the whole season in one game a few weeks ago. Now, they're still winning games. They're still going well. I just don't know if they're going to have the depth towards the end of the season to be able to keep everyone on the park to, to keep playing well. So, realistically, the Panthers should win it. Souths look really good, too. Um, so, there, there is probably still got to be... the Raiders? Uh, they're... They're not doing well. I I'm don't think they're in the eight. Good, because I need that for trash talk for tomorrow's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because actually both of Robbie's teams, so I think he's a Raiders and a Titans supporter, and they're both not going great. Yeah, good. I'll use that. Mm. I'll use that. Yeah, yeah. So we're playing golf tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try... Weather permitting. Hopefully it hopefully looks good. And I'm going to try and rally a little bit of a wager. Mm-hmm. We'll post the um, the scorecard. Yeah, yeah, we'll the on, on the socials. Yeah, but I there's two, there's two things that I need to win, and it's a strong first hole mm-hmm. is the first, and usually the tee off first. Yeah. So I know that you're going to try not to. Well, but if I have to, I tend to get there before you, even though mm-hmm. I travel from Brisbane and it's around the corner from your house. Yeah, but it's the same as me coming up here. It's, I think it's always the people who come from a longer distance who get there first For because sure. they leave with time. For sure. Whereas just this morning, I have to go an hour and you're late. Oh, no, I was, I was not late. You're late. You set the parameters. I was in bed when you said that you were coming. <laughs> so we'll put a little, we'll put a little uh, wager on. We'll bet a little bit of Dogecoin. I want to a little set bit of Doge. Yeah, so... And Liam, don't think that I've forgotten about our little wager either. <laughs> I remember. So I'll send you my Doge address. You know, I bought one. So even though I've been in and out of Dogecoin a few times, mm. I just bought one so that it shows up on my, like on my... Like on your uh, that, the, the top cryptos so yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. how it's going. And, yeah, 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 so I can keep an eye on it. So there is a tweet that's going out about May 8th. Never forget May 8th. Mm. So... I don't know if there's going to be another... From point. Elon, the Doge no, father? No, on the Doge, on the Doge Twitter um, page, so mm. we'll see. But Doge is the devil. Mm. It it will it will giveth and it will taketh away. It's the world's most valuable, worthless commodity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's something like 
a trillion in circulation or something? Well, yeah, at, at one point too, um, wasn't it like the fifth highest crypto as yeah. far as market yeah. capitalization goes? Yeah, and um, all the XRP has got really, uh, really angry. Mm. So crypto's on a bit of a surge, but what I wanted, I, I don't know if we spoke about it last, no, we didn't. definitely didn't speak about it last time, but we've had two significant corrections mm -hmm. in, in crypto. And I just want to say to the people that are new, that weren't here in 2017, mm -hmm. Imagine five or six of those in a row where you lose 20% mm. or 30% in a day. Mm. That's what comes at the end of the cycle. Yeah. And people saying, oh, it's different this time. There's more money in it. Yeah, there is. Mm. It's the exact same conversation that was happening last time. It moves in four-year cycles. Mm -hmm. And even if you look now at the price of Bitcoin, I read this precipice now, it it either goes to a hundred grand Aussie, mm -hmm. or it's just going to slowly stagnate and start to uh, start to peel down. Mm -hmm. The altcoins will have this big surge, mm -hmm. so that's where all my all my positions are in altcoins. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be a big pump, but after that pump, like you're going to get to that stage where you think it's never going to stop. It's going to feel so good. You're going to be making multiples, mm -hmm. and then yeah, and it's all gone. So just prepare for that. Yeah. And people that think that it's not going to happen, I hope you're willing to hold it. Do not sell. Mm. Hold it. Yeah. Because in four years' time, we'll see you again, and you'll, yeah. be, you'll be happy, happy again. Yeah. Now I, I've had a little bit of free time because work has been very quiet, mm -hmm. very quiet. So I've been playing with a little project in my in my brain, and I want to build a. It's called a DAP, decentralized application. Mm -hmm. I want to build a DAP, I think on the Polkadot network, that's that's the one that I have uh, done some research and realized would be really good for, for what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's any listeners out there that are have the ability to develop DAPs, hit me up. And I would also like this community that we have here to grow mm -hmm. so that we can collaborate more mm. we can build this thing together mm -hmm. and i think it will be something that will be very very cool mm. very cool everyone i've told about this idea has thought it's great mm -hmm. it's really good i think i think that building it in crypto using smart contracts automates a lot of the things that are currently manual in non-crypto uh builds mm -hmm. but i also think the advantage of going to crypto is that you've got a very loyal following and it's the future let's 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 be real yeah yeah it's the future i tried to buy something on the internet uh, the, the other night and my master card wasn't working just wouldn't it it was a processing payment nothing ever happened mm. and then they, were, they had a big pay pay with big pay click the button pops a qr code up pull my phone out scan it yeah. send it done done right so it's the future. Mm. And what what were you, like, not what were you buying, what website were you on? I can't remember. Because, do you, do you, not to be too conspiratorial, but do you think perhaps that website has put, like, like a, if they try to pay with MasterCard, we'll, we'll make the payment fuck up five times mm. to try to encourage them to pay in cryptos? Well, then it, it does... It does show the Visa MasterCard at the top and a bit pay below. Mm. So it's not trying to push it. Don't know. I don't mm. know. I think it's more so. And what cryptos did you used to pay with? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. So which is probably not a bad time to use Bitcoin to buy stuff with, too. Well, I I I think there's not going to be a good or a bad time off. Now I'm at the beginning. I always thought you'd never use it. It's too. Uh, Relatively, it's too slow mm. because I, I don't like paying the absorbent gas fees, so I I use the slow payment option. Mm -hmm. But even the slow payment option whips a bank. Yeah. So, and, and now that it's becoming easier, like just scanning a QR code that already has the price embedded in it, mm -hmm. instead of, like it's, the function is easier than using your integrated mask card on my... Mm. Through my browser, it's even easier than that. 
Yeah. And it's more secure because I need it's two factor. Like I've got it's my phone connected to my computer. Yeah. As opposed to just the computer. Like if someone just jumped on my browser, they've got access to my credit card. Mm-hmm. So wh- why would we not use that? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, so and even with things like um, like you're saying, two factor authentication to, to make a payment. I, I'll always remember back when um, when tap like tap to pay first came out and this is this is why I'm fat. But I, I used to remember the signs that when you go through the Macca's drive through and originally when that came out, that they, they would still require you to uh, sign mm. for it. So you'd tap, but you'd have to sign. But then it changed, and I'm sure it was an efficiency thing where anything that you purchase under $30, they no longer required a signature. Mm. Now, I also think that perhaps they realized that they were missing out on some of the fraud market where people had picked up someone's wallet and there was a credit card in there and they could go and tap for some Macca's. Oh, I don't or, think that. I, think, I just some, think it's... It's probably it's efficiency. Because thing. I sat in KFC with Pat mm. and gave him my credit card. He goes, no, you need to sign for it. I said, just sign for it. He signed O Bin Laden. <laughs> and they never check, so it's just a dumb, it's just a dumb thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and now, obviously, you can tap for anything under hundred bucks. In America, they still have a thing where you were you tap, and on the back of your credit card, it, you've written CID. Right. So when you pay, you pull out your ID, and then they compare the name on the card to the name okay. on the ID. As that's, a, that's like a two-factor authentication yeah, process, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but. For, why not integrate it? You mm. know, and, and Bitcoin does do it. So someone would need to have your phone, mm. have access to your your crypto wallet on your phone, yeah. as well as be doing this transaction. Mm. I think it's I think it's great. And and even just how it it's literally just a QR code. Yeah, it's a QR code. Mm. You know, there's there's some. So when I have to pay car sales and and, and carsales.com.au, you are one of the worst to use interfaces for a business, it's insane. So Gumtree, for example, so I have cars and Gumtree, I get sent an invoice. The invoice is there, I be paid, done. Mm-hmm. Car sales says, you have, a, uh, you have a bill, here's your bill, go to the portal and pay on the portal, which I'd be okay with too, except the pay your bill tab is almost unfindable. It's <laughs> un- in other apps, pay my bill. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then once you go to the bill pay section, it's an empty form that I need to fill in. Yeah. What's your invoice number? What's your name? How much is it? Why am I in the portal? The yeah, portal is supposed right. to bring yeah, all, all your information right across. Yeah. So like that, that's, and you're the most expensive. You suck. Yeah. You suck. You're, you're, your model is is five times more expensive than what Gumtree is. Mm-hmm. You uh, have no, there's no. You haven't coached your customers in a way that helps the customer or and helps the deal. Mm-hmm. I.e., you're quite happy to generate leads from across the country, knowing that that deal will never happen. Yeah, yeah. And the interface sucks. And even from the fact that you've got a lead, so so it sends me an email. You've got a lead. It doesn't give you the lead information mm. there. And even if I click the, the link to go straight to it, it won't use my phone's authentic, or, uh, or, authentication yeah. process to just put me in there, log in. Mm. And then they say, use the app. The app is so clunky. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. You really need to sort it out. And this is no secret. They've called me and I've told them. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've had, and I think they're in a mad dash because their usership is gone through the floor. Yeah. So yeah, make, make things simple. So that's one thing with, with my app DAP, my DAP that I want to create is I want it to be seamless yeah. in how it, how it. There's just no operates. excuse for things not to be seamless these days. Yeah. We've got the technology, we've got the know-how um, and things like uh, you're talking about QR codes, for example, one of the things that would have been anti QR code, two years ago was that the majority of the population didn't really know mm. how to use them. Now we've all been coached into using them because you've got to use a QR code whenever you go anywhere yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So now that's one of those bits of technology, which all of a sudden has become mainstream, which yeah. therefore means 
that that next step of being able to use it for crypto-based payments, it's already integrated into our lives anyway. Yeah. You know? The other thing I want to ask the community, put your comments below on what you think about this. So I have a theory. Apps are dead. Apps are dead. Apps are dead. Right. Because the amount of effort that goes into building, very expensive to build an Apple mm. app, and an Apple app doesn't seamlessly integrate into an Android app. Mm -hmm. So you need to make two different apps for the same thing. Mm -hmm. The verification process when Apple decides that they like it or do not like it. Yeah. Okay, they can reject it. Same as Google. Google's a little bit more Wild West than mm -hmm. Apple. Apple takes 15% of anything that you make mm -hmm. on there just for providing the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Google takes 15, I think, as well. But now you can get a web browser. The web browsers are becoming more and more advanced where the web browser can outperform an app mm. because it's because now, imagine it like this. So let's say if I built something and I built just a web version of it, mm. well, the upgrades come from Microsoft or Brave or, or mm. whichever browser I'm using. They upgrade their, 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 their uh, browsers to meet new mm. security criteria and whatever. Whereas if you're the app developer, you need to go back to your developers and say, hey, they've just made a change. We need to change it. We need to update yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And also, now a lot of the browsers you can, and you, you would not have played with this because you, you don't play in this space. Some Edge browser, Microsoft's Edge browser, you can click a button say, turn this into an app, and it'll make it mobile friendly, desktop friendly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Right. And then it will add, add an icon. Mm. So why would you go and spend the... 10, 15, 20, 100, 200, 300,000 dollars on, on creating that when you can just do it. True, well, that, that's just how all these things work, right? Like, um, Canva is a, is a perfect example of this. If you've used Canva, so Canva is just like an online service which you can either use some free stuff or you can pay a subscription to it to get more features, which you can use for like graphic designing things. Sure. So, for our um, audio podcast uh, logo, that was designed on Canva for free. <clears throat> and Canva, you can literally do things that you used to have to pay big money for a graphic designer to actually create for you. Like you can just go in there and muck around with it. You can do that stuff. Um, Canva actually, uh, if you think about stocks, that'll be a stock to watch when they eventually list because the I read an article the other day that once they do list, they're thinking that Canva might be five times larger than Afterpay. So if you, you could get in sooner because they're already massively profitable now, uh, just off subscriptions. So it's something to keep an eye on for, for any uh, stock. Yeah, what's the, what's the ticker? What's the stock ticker? Don't know yet, because they haven't listed. So, oh, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but once they do, like, just keep an eye out for Canberra and the news. I don't IPO. No? Uh, every, the only time IPOs make money are for the people that have the stock prior to the IPO. Because mm. you, you're building up all this all this madness before mm -hmm. and all the people that hold hold uh, stocks like off market stocks prior to that mm. they're just waiting for it yeah and what if that price is you know it's, it's, it's often really high and they tend to to to, to drop off yeah, drop off like even so coinbase was the biggest one recently mm. that I, I don't know what the numbers are but even tasha had said to me oh, are you going to get on the coinbase ipo because i should it's a crypto mm. exchange that's going to go public and I was like, no, I, I'd never IPO because you're just buying at this perceived price of what it's worth. Yeah. And then everyone starts to sell, 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 sell. Yeah, that's all right. the people that and made it just drops off. off. Yeah, so yeah. I don't IPO. Yeah, fair enough. But anyway, so getting getting back to what we were talking about before, so you would assume that because of how economies work, that the cost of someone to produce an app for you should drastically reduce now because the the demand isn't there because they're not a gatekeeper anymore between you having an app and you not having an app. If you can just go on Microsoft Edge and go make this an app, well, it's probably not going to be as professional an app as someone who is an app developer can give you. But then you've got that sort of cost-benefit average that you've got to weigh up between the two of, okay, well, how much is it going to cost me compared to how much more professional is that app going to be? Or do I just need to invest my own time in spending time on edge to actually create things myself that are functional. So I, the downside of using a web-based one is that you can't use some of the functionality that your phone offers. Yeah. For example, you 
kind of fingerprint authentication. Yeah. You can't use your phone's, you can't access your phone's camera when it's on your uh, web thing. Yeah. So, but for my Apple ID, I don't need any of that. Yeah, cool. That stuff. So, I'm thinking, and having seen some really, really, really slick ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, the other thing I don't like about apps is that apps tend not to work on your computer. So, I hate, let's say, even texting, right? And Mm -hmm. Facebook has addressed this by having Messenger, like Facebook on your desktop, Mm -hmm. Facebook on your phone, and the Messengers correlate. And I think Telegram, I think you can log in as well and have... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so if I'm on the computer, I don't want to be texting on my phone when I can just be sitting mm. on the computer and type it. Mm-hmm. Apps tend not, unless they're the really big expensive ones, tend not to uh, integrate well between those two platforms. Oh, yeah, Instagram's the worst. Instagram's that, the worst. That's really what turned me off um, really pushing the social media stuff. And it's probably a bit of a laziness thing, but I think it's more so a time thing where... All the videos and everything that you see on Instagram, you actually have to go through a third-party application to be able to upload those things yeah. to Instagram because Instagram doesn't allow you to post from a computer. And yeah. I understand that the whole point of Instagram is to be a phone-based app. I get it. But why would you reduce functionality? Yeah. Like if the whole point is you're a platform we want people to put content up for people to go to and watch so you can sell them advertising why would you reduce the amount of content that you can post on your application? It doesn't make any sense. What's funny, knowing some of the employees that we've worked for in the past, if you sat there and you're in a marketing department and you're sitting on your phone all day, they'll think you're, you're mooching. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you're not doing you any work. are limited, you're not allowed, you can't use your desktop. That's right. And not just spend me- mega money on my desktop. I want to get some, I want to get some use out of it. Mm. But, yeah, so if there's any developers out there, mm-hmm. It's a really good idea. I've got, I'm at the stage now, I've, I understand the concept. I'm going to, I've got the picture in my mind. I'll, I'll start to draw up what the pages look like. So, mm-hmm. and, and what each step to the process looks like. And sh- share it around. If you've got a friend that's a developer, share the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can find us through there. That, that's easy enough. Mm-hmm. But I would love to build it as a, as a community. Mm. And if we build this community, we'll all benefit as For sure. a community because I, um, I think it's got some very long legs in it. Also, we'll throw it out there too. Any of you out there who are potentially an app developer or something like that, if you want to come onto the podcast and talk about it, come on, like hit us up. Yeah. Because we'd love to have you on here because obviously it's something that we're both interested in, but we don't have the technical knowledge behind it. Yeah. So any of you out there who, who do, hit us up and, and we'll get you on here and we'll have a chat about it. It'd be great. Yeah, especially, especially in the crypto See, I, I feel like I've just ragged on app developers. Yeah. But I think you need to be looking in the future and what, what, what the trend is in the future. And I know for a fact that the app downloads are reducing, mm-hmm. but I think there's less fresh stuff coming to the market because... it's. I think it's also like anything too in that apps were, were, really, were really big when there was only a few mainstream ones. And then, obviously, everyone had seen how successful a lot of those mainstream apps were. So then everyone created apps, and there was a lot of buzz around a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now it's just become a part of day-to-day life. And I think that the majority of people, especially younger people, um, you know, our generation and younger, they probably only really use five or six apps yeah. on, a, on a day-to-day basis that they regularly use. Yeah. And, and the majority of them will be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, yeah, you know all, all all the social media apps. They're going to be the majority. Um, I do think that there's still there's there's still a lot of value and a lot of uh, in in the space of creating a good app for like health and fitness apps, for example. They can be a really really good thing as far as um, keeping people motivated, tracking calorie intake, all that sort of stuff. In the past, the things that I haven't liked about those, again, any developers out there who want to do a good one. Um, the amount of data input that you have to do yourself, like I've used them before and you end up sitting there just trying to put in everything you've eaten all day and stuff like that, it's too hard. Yeah. All that sort of stuff's too hard. So anything that you can do to streamline that sort of thing where maybe you could, I don't know, take a photo of it and it can tell everything that's in there. And they, like, If you watch Silicon Valley yet, no. they make that app, but Jing Yang makes it. Right. It can tell you if it's a pizza or not a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Could be useful. <coughs> <I'm>, <coughs> sorry, I'm not saying don't make apps. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying 
there's a massive amount of innovation there. I'm saying don't necessarily invest the time. It like consider what a web uh, web browser version mm. of that thing looks like. Mm-hmm. So your the, the fitness one, for example, is probably a better app than it is a web app for because sure. you might want to use like some Samsungs have uh, heartbeat monitors mm-hmm. on them, whereas you can't use that functionality when yeah uh, through through the web, but there's yeah i'm not saying don't make uh, apps i'm saying stay creative i'm just saying consider and if you're an app developer have you considered potentially mastering your skills in web Mm. app developing because in my view my futuristic view i think that will be the future yeah because we we don't even know what the next thing's gonna be like apps haven't been around for that long Mm. but all of a sudden apps are uh you know, we're basically cyborgs now where our apps are integrated into ourselves mm-hmm. as to how we uh, relate to the world around us every single day. But we don't know what the next thing's going to be. So apps are... I really, did. I was did you know that apps were coming before the iPhone came out? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? No. Like, so apps, I did have a theory that phones would stop being called phones... And just be called like uh, this. This is I remember when I got the first iPhone. I remember thinking this: mm-hmm. it's not going to be a phone anymore. The phone's going to be one percent of the thing, and it will, you'll call it like an app device or something like that. Yeah, okay. a better name than that. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, they call them devices now, right? They do call it a device. Yeah, and I think it's funny how people. I saw a meme this morning. It was like me holding my phone, waiting for it to stop. So I can text them back and oh, waiting for the ring to stop to tell mm. them, like ask who this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's just another sign of human communication mm. evolving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I've even um, finally been able to use the function on my phone too, where it blocks calls that it thinks are scammers. Are you getting more scammer calls? Uh, I well, since I've done that thing, because the phone doesn't actually ring, it just comes up at the end going, uh, "We blocked this call." So I'm still getting. Calls, but I just Amazon. Are you getting that one? I haven't had the Amazon you're on one. The Amazon Prime account. Your oh, actually, no, I have had that one. Sorry, your, your uh, account is being activated for thirty six dollars. Yeah, I tried to get through to them, so I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen here, please. Yeah. <laughs> now I had um, a lot from the ATO about my outstanding tax bill. The robocall. Yeah, that my tax file number is being. Cancel or something, yeah, cool. and uh, the police are being alerted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, police, I pay your wages. I own you. Right? <laughs> well, it's. I think there's a lot, and put in the comments below if you are uh, if you've been getting because I think I've been getting way more prank calls, not prank scam calls. scam calls than ever before. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I I think it's a two way street. I think. Number one, uh, data has been like data security has completely lapsed in the last 12 months Mm -hmm. because of all the contact tracing stuff. Yeah, that's number one. But number two, I think that probably more people have seen an opportunity in scamming for sure over the last 12 months as well. You've got people at home who couldn't normally answer their phones while they're at work, for example. Uh, you also got people who are, you know broke who might look at getting into scamming to try to make some money uh it's definitely gotten worse in the last four months i listened to a podcast about it and they actually interviewed someone that was tasked with going undercover mm-hmm. at one of these it's big business mm-hmm. overseas is big businesses they they run it's like big business a, over here a call center yeah i don't know if they are located here some are like there was there was raids on they call them boiler rooms um a year or two ago i think okay. on like on the gold coast Wow. Like, they're here, too. It's huge business. Yeah. And they treat them like a business. Yeah, yeah like, they do. Um, they KPIs to me. Yep, and, yeah, yeah. You get, like, review meetings that, that oh, you know, you haven't, you haven't scammed, you know, your scam yeah. rate is at 6%, you need to be at yeah, 4% right. or something like that. Yeah, it's just crazy. It is, yeah, it is full on. But, yeah, put, if, if you've been, if you've been hit up, just put it in the comments, because it'll be interesting to see if it's, because I want to know, I would love to build, like, a cross-section of who they target like so you've now that you've got that feature on your phone and your phone apple does it better than what samsung will say suspected scam uh, yeah, yeah. scam mm-hmm. on it and you can still have the option to to answer it mm-hmm. now am i doing a problem because i want to i want to hear it 
So I, I, I answer, and I love having the chat. Like I had one the other day. Oh, I'm your your power company, mm. and um, we've got this new deal. And then he asked me who my power company is, and I'm like, well, you are. Yeah. But like you've told me, you are my power company. Mm. Yeah, but what company is it? Yeah, well, what company do you work for? Like, you tell me, mm. right? And I was just going through circles, and I could tell that it was getting off his script, yeah. and he had no way to, to, to get that. The problem is, too, that something can said about these things, like, for, for people like you and me, we, we have worked in an industry which was about winning conversations for a long period of time. So we're very, very used to that. And we also, we're pretty quick to tell when we're being sold something, mm. because that, that's what we used to do. Most people aren't like that. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. So during the week, uh, Amanda and I went to uh, an appointment. And essentially, I'm not going to go into specifics off, but essentially there was a point in time in the appointment. Now, this was for a service mm-hmm. where the uh, service provider realized that our time frame wasn't a now thing. It was a down the track thing. Okay. And they switched off. They didn't switch off. They started avoiding talking about price. Okay. And I had to, I asked the question about four times yep. before they could give me a quote. And it was all, all the typical salesy stuff of, oh, but you know, it's, it won't be relevant because it'll probably shift by then and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, but being a salesperson, I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're trying not to give me a quote because you know, I've now got 12 months to shop you. Yeah. Right. Now, speaking to Amanda afterwards, I was like, did you notice that, that went this, that, and the other happened? And she's like, oh, no, not really. Yeah. And it's like, okay, because our brains are tuned into that stuff. So what concerns me is if I get a phone call from someone who is trying to scare me, I can I can sniff it out in two seconds. Mm. A lot of people out there can't because a lot of people out there have never been involved in a, like it's, look, sales can be a pretty combative role sometimes, mm. right? Like, so some of the conversations that we've had, with people are pretty difficult and you've always got to keep your um, your sales face on and be professional. So I think sometimes too, and this is why you like receiving those phone calls because it allows you to go to the polar opposite and just blow off some steam because you have to you have to take the, the good with the bad from your business mm. and the people who call your business. So when you get a scam phone call, you can just unleash and... Yeah, there's probably you know, an aspect of that. Like yeah. one that I had an Aldi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you can just have a go. And like that can be fun. Yeah. Right. But I think a lot of people who have never been in a sales role or haven't thought of the conversation to be used as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, and they're probably the ones who could be scammed too. And you might have someone as well who they might just get lucky, and this is how the scammers make a lot of money too. But like that one from the ATO, for example, uh, you might call someone, probably an older person who um is less tech savvy and you know doesn't get on the internet know what all the scams are who maybe has had issues with the ATO in the past and then they freak out and they go oh no i need to pay this thing right now yeah you know like because the reality is the reason why scamming is going up is because it's effective it works there are people out there getting scammed every single day i don't think scamming is going up this is my this is my whole thing i don't think anything's going up i think everything is the same i think there's been scammers like you could read a book from a thousand years ago. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand years ago. Then. Yeah. Immaculate conception. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's been, there's been, there been, and there was that one where uh, Moses got the call uh, that he owed money to the Roman uh, tax office. Yeah, that's right. The, yeah, the treasury. Almost. The Roman treasury. Almost lost the funding for the ark. Yeah. <laughs> and lucky he was on the yeah. So Jesus actually got strung up because of his unpaid gambling. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's always happened, and and it's probably something built into. And I'm sure, I'm sure, because you, you love that biology side mm. of things. There's probably something prehistorically built inside. Like there would have been scammers, or like if I had to guess, I would have thought in hunter gatherer days there will be while some some people out there hunting there's some sneaky one that's weaker yeah. gathering some of the labours from someone else. Look, and- that, that, is, that is the key. And that's why I guess you've always seen it portrayed that way in film, that the scammers are always like the little weasley guy. Yeah. Because, yeah, back in Hunter Gatherer days, 
the strong the strong men would have gone out and done the hunting that the little Weasley guy probably couldn't do. So to find a way to survive and gain some resources, they obviously had to think more. They had to be smarter. Yeah, that's what Bobby Lee said he'd do. He'd yeah, be like just stealing from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And look, I'm... so I, I would I would dare say that there's that stuff's happened forever. Oh yeah, maybe agree. there is an uptick in in cyber scamming but there's probably a downtick in people knocking on the door and saying hey i'll sell you this do you know what i mean like it, it would have just it's just oh converted. that's actually been one of the worst things about being stay-at-home parent the door knockers you know I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that we got door knockers yeah we still get them is that what they hawkers is that what they call a hawker yeah i think so and what's the other word no hawkers or there was an old school thing when i was growing up you used to see it on people's uh letterboxes or whatever mm. and all all their doors would say no hawkers and there's another word put in the comments if you know, yeah. know i used to get offended every time i went and visited my sister-in-law's place because she had a sign on the front saying no sales yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm a sales person anyway so my, now, now i don't care my I'm like yeah fuck those guys <laughs> impay, impay mate shout out to impay his old office it would say on the front no salesman and i'm like dude we're friends yeah, <laughs> we're friends yeah i'm solving cars yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah but you're right. Look, scammers have been around forever and they'll always be around. Um, with new technologies that come out, they're creating opportunities for scammers yeah. and they're always better at it than, than sure. what the average person is because they put the effort in, they do the research and they figure out what the exploit yeah, is. If you, yeah, if you concentrate on what the exploit is, you'll find it. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you concentrate on, on uh, what your own exploit is, you mm -hmm. probably can't get exploited. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. Uh, now, I've been scammed in the past. I got scammed, I remember, <clears throat> when Tash and I were in Paris and there was like some street gambling mm -hmm. and they, they were just winning. There was just guy just winning, just winning. And we got caught up in it. Yeah. And we dropped 150 euro or something like that. Yep. So, now, I've learned from that mm -hmm. and and we'll, we'll, never, we'll never do that again. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of things that, like that FOMO, that taught me the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah how powerful that is same as my dogecoin so powerful. sunday thing you mm. know gambling on unfortunately on that fomo <laughs> is how all of us make money out of crypto because at the end of the day when when these things go to the moon and then they then everyone cashes in their profits some people are still left holding the bag at that mm -hmm. higher amount that's how you make money out of it mm -hmm. so that the whole crypto space of, of buying and selling cryptos and trading to make money off that you're essentially making money off someone else who FOMO'd in and then is holding at the wrong time. Not necessarily pure FOMO, and it's not just a crypto thing. It's any market. Any yeah. market is like they're doing it with housing right now. Mm. Think about the news. The news is going, "Oh, people paying forty percent more. It's so hard for people to get in." What are they doing? They're hyping it up. That's right, hyping, hyping it up, up. and, and what, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep, it's going to push the price up. So. Yeah. It's just like when the news will talk about this new company all of a sudden, or you know, there's there's a lot of, and it's not necessarily like just because you made money doesn't mean someone else lost money. Someone else might see value in it, mm. and from a pure investment uh, <clears throat> um, viewpoint, mm -hmm. you selling now compared to you holding it for ever mm. or a longer period of time. Like the Bitcoin hodlers, they're winning. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you're not it, you're exchanging value on time. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And and it is one of those things too, where like it's probably one of the the philosophies that I want to change a little bit with my crypto is that I was looking at crypto as like a a short term gains type thing. Mm. So again, trying to trade, trying to ride the the uh, the ramps up and then get off and all that sort of stuff. And then the more I look at it, the more I'm like. I'm probably better off just treating it like my normal share portfolio yeah. where I'm just investing money into it and then just riding it for a long period of time yeah. and then just letting it, letting it grow. Um, because you know, you're exactly right. Like if you're, if you're a Bitcoin, if you, if you're one of the unlucky people who missed the sell off in 2017 of Bitcoin me, and you held it the entire time, me, then you'd be miles in front now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, like for example, the I, I've been starting watching the stock, the stock market mm -hmm. every day. See what the stock market's doing. 
and it was like two weeks ago that the ASX crashed. I said crash, it went down like two percent, two percent or something, which was it was just on high, 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 high every day, yeah. and then it went backwards. And then again, just you just think of the psycholo- the psychology of the stock market. If it's up, doesn't matter by how much, but if it's up, it's green. But if it's down, doesn't matter by how much, it's red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, oh, red, sell, sell, sell. I'm losing all my money. Well, you know, like, it's like what, what you mentioned about crypto the other week, where, you know, some people say, oh, no, it's down 5% today. Well, it's been up 10% or, yeah. or, or 8% every day for the last two weeks. And then you've just had a 5% correction, then people sell out of it. And on the psychology front, most people, when they see red, they think sell, mm. whereas the smart people, think buy that's right buy at a discount buy at a discount yeah yep. Sell yeah sell it's on the way it's out. almost it's the design and that's probably why less people are engaged in investing they i, I would guess that people fear it they do because they've been told to yeah but you know what i found interesting i found a stat do you know how many what percentage of australians do you think gamble uh it'd be high guess 65%? 80 percent yeah okay 80 percent life's a gamble bro but no to me because i would and i haven't checked but if i had to guess i would say the percentage of australians that have invested would be less than 80 percent oh absolutely 100 percent 100 percent uh no I, I agree with you and i don't know what the, do you know what the number is i don't know what the number. i'll check check check, check not like put it on your phone because i think that and what troubles me, and this is what my mind can't wrap around it, if you're doing, if you're gambling because you like the heightened experience of the sport, I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it and you're thinking you're making money, you won't be. If yeah. you really were were genuine with yourself, and if you if you listed on a spreadsheet your wins and losses, wins and losses, wins and losses, you would not be up. Or if you were up, it'd be such a minuscule percentage, which I find interesting. So if you think it's investing. Use that gambling money mm. into something that is an investment, and you'll be miles. Which in. is what I've done, really, because I used yeah. I used to be a um, a fairly I would class myself as not a heavy gambler, but I was betting often with small amounts of money yeah. on sports. And you're right, like I'd have really really good days where I'd have big wins and they'd go up. But if you actually put it into a spreadsheet, overall I'd be down for sure. Now I have another theory about gambling, and I can't remember if we've spoken about this before, but there is a gambling mentality which is very different into with with the finances to an investor. And the example being, if someone is at the pub and they and we're watching the live sport and their bet comes through, their horse wins, mm-hmm. they you know, hey, shout around a drink. Yeah, because free right? money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you uh, if your stock rises and you sell at a most profit, you don't do it. No. You don't do that stuff. So so what I'm saying is that you're so your losses, your losses are losses, but your wins are costly because you tend to feel like it's free money. And that's mm. by design. That, that is the, the, the whole emotion around it is by design, the way that these apps are, you know, even the advertising for, for gambling apps is just so extreme and radical. Like it, it's a euphoric stage. Mm. I've just found a um, ASX Australian investor study. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look through. Because I saw the ETFs. They had someone on ABC talking about the amount of Australians invested in ETFs mm. and was 450000 in 2019, went to 750000 in 2020. And there's a lot of millennials, which I think is great. I think there's that people are understanding that there's different financial mechanisms. I'm also involved. hoping, too, that um, young people in particular are realising that Unfortunately, because of the uh, economic world that you've come into, there is a high chance that your property is not going to be your nest egg like it has been for previous generations, where they bought their house yeah. and that's been the nest egg at the end of the at, like when they retire, and the retirement age will just keep going up, and there may not be a pension. See, I have no, I am not worried about millennials at all. They're smart. They are. They are far more savvy than than what we give them credit for because we, I think our generation and, and previous generations of thought millennials are slack and don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thought that about the next generation coming up, mm. but they've lived, they've grown up in this digital world. And I think they're going to be, 
absolutely fine. And they're probably going to be... They're going to make... Well, the sheer fact that they're investing money that's not in, in property, mm-hmm. I think is great. Here we go. So key findings. So this is from 2020. So it's the first thing says the impact of COVID-19. 54% of people have made changes to their portfolios due to COVID-19. Right. Um, but investing in 2020... So the total adult population of Australia is 19.4 million people. Of these 46% or 9 million people, um, Australians hold investments outside their home and super. There you go. So that so that's interesting too because half. it's half of what the gambling number is. Half the gambling number. Yeah. Now, does with that gambling data, does that count those people who just put a bet on the Melbourne Cup every year? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who just go, that's their one thing and they'll, they'll do that. It was a. Sp- oh no! I think I think the article said something like uh, semi regular. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that that would make more sense. I mean, what I, I have gambled. It's not like I'm not adverse to gambling. Sorry, oh, I yeah. am adverse. Well, to you just you just won a bet on Dogecoin from where? Wager. A wager. That's yeah. a wager. It's not mm. not a bet. And the reason why I don't bet, and I. To me. It's like a it's like a carnival game, right? Where you're trying to throw the ball into the 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 clown's mouth, but you know that the ball looks too big to actually. <laughs> yeah, it's those kinds of shenanigans. Yeah, where I it's idiotic to me to think that the the sports bet company has they they've got all the info. They've got all the data. Mm. They employ a team to gather the data so mm. it benefits them. So I'm like, why am I adding liquidity to a market that's designed for me to lose? Mm. That, to me, that's the whole reason why I don't do it. The only thing I still tend to win money on in sports betting now is the USA, is MMA stuff. Because it's... Uh, it's, it's highly unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Um, there isn't as much data. And I don't think that it's still such a new sport. I don't think that the uh, the sports betting companies like one of the things I've noticed a lot, and this this happens a lot. Where you can get a lot of value with betting on fights is when a big name fighter is fighting an unknown guy, mm-hmm. because every single time the big name fighter will be the favourite. Yeah. Because it's the only one that everyone knows, so everyone puts the money on them. Sure. Some of these unknown guys are like Dagestani beasts, you know, coming out who are just going Fight to... bears for... Yeah, bears. right? And they just wipe the floor these people. And oftentimes they're the underdog. Sure. Um, so you can get a lot of value in that sort of stuff. Um, the other thing is that what I, what I have found really interesting, because I watch pretty much every UFC event, because I love it... Uh, and I was watching a card with a mate of mine last weekend. Crap, of a card too. Just crazy. But um, what was I found... Full, full of white people? Was it... Huh? <laughs> there was actually a lot of Chinese fighters on the card. Well, of course, that's where the money is. Um, and the majority of them lost. Only one of them won. Well, yeah. So that won't be shown on... Uh, no. Mainland. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but what I found really, really interesting is... There's been a lot of times where I've been watching UFC card and they'll show the live odds in Vegas mm. on, on that fight. And I go, oh, that guy's the underdog? Like, I'm going to go and bet on that because mm. I, I know this guy's going to win. But then jump on sports bet and the odds are different. Right. So it's even interesting how country to country, it's because it's based on the betting trends and, and who's putting sure. money on who is to, to where the uh, the favoritism goes. But yeah, there can, there can be some value in that. But again... It is because it's such an unpredictable sport. It's a gamble. It's a toss the point. It's, it's a gamble, 50. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, look, I do okay on that. So, I was telling a man of mine the other day, I generally, if I bet, I'll win money on the UFC and I'll give it back on the NRL because, yeah. again, the NRL, too unpredictable. I shouldn't even do it. But... And you have a one-eye view of NRL as well. You have an, a skewed view. In what way? For the Broncos. Do you think I've been on Broncos games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm a gambler, not a retailer. <laughs> so, um, I that's 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 the whole reason why I mm. now I would rather I would rather because I I understand the heightened feeling that you get when you've got something 
yeah. wagered on it. I understand, and I think that is cool. That's a, that is a cool feeling. It means more, and you're more, uh, especially if you're watching the sport live. You're more. You're skin in the game, so you're more engaged. You're more engaged, you're more engaged for yeah. sure. I just don't necessarily think that we need to give it to a third party. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and it's it gets back to the whole. It's the Warren Buffett saying of no one wants to get rich slow. And, and the, the reality situation is that unless you're one of these lightning rod people like an Elon Musk, who is that much of an innovative thinker and works 20 hours a day and just makes the dreams come true, mm. the majority of us aren't that guy. Mm. So the majority of us, if we want to get rich, we got to get rich slow. Mm. And our getting rich slow is in ways of uh, being smart with the money we're currently earning. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to find a way to increase the amount of money that we currently earn and then be like, keep the, so whatever percentage that you're investing at the moment, as you increase your earnings, you increase your investment percentage. And then over time you will, you will become wealthy. But the majority of us don't want to do that. We want the get rich quick scheme, the same as losing weight. We want the, you know, the, the, the crash diet, the weight loss fad that oh, I'm going to go keto. Like, We've said it a million times. The majority of things, if you want to have benefits in your life, it is good, considered decisions over a long period of time yeah. with discipline. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And I was telling you this morning, I've had a, a shit eating week. Yeah. Right? Because I just have. I've just given in to my food urges for yeah. a week. So I've got to get back on the pathway because, again, like, it is really easy to overeat by 2,000 calories in one day you can't under eat by 2000 calories the next day, you know, from your, from your basal metabolic rate. Or you can. Or if you just fast yeah. the entire day. So you can. You can. Or you could burn 2000 calories, which I think is about 10 hours on the assault. Yeah, 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 For that one box of shakes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. Like, um, and I guess on that note as well too, it also means just because you've made a mistake, you've, had a fat week or you've bet on something stupid dogecoin dogecoin it doesn't mean that you jump off the horse you just gotta go now oh, that was stupid now i'm back at it now yeah, i'm yeah, back yeah. i'm back on the pathway get, get on the pathway get on yeah. the pathway i think that is a i think that is a that's a solid a solid mm. bit of advice but what i would also i would challenge you gamblers out there i would challenge i, I don't want to say don't quit gambling because mm -hmm. you're gonna find it very hard challenge yourself to put half the amount you usually put in and mm -hmm. just sit half somewhere else. Yeah. And just see what that looks like. And then if you're really true to yourself, then race, like be, go and look at, mm. like tabulate it. Yeah. And then see what, what your bet half has done versus your yeah. save half. Mm -hmm. and Not then, save half, invest half. Well, I, I was going to say. Because I, I would say for most people, the bet half is going to make more money than the save half at the moment. Nick. Yeah. Because if you you're going to be down, you're going to be down potentially. Yeah. What what I what I found, and you you're exactly right. The mentality of gamblers is typically this: uh, you'll be you'll make really good considered decisions, and you win a little bit of money. But then that profit money that you get, you're like, well, this is free money, so I'm going to bet on more outlandish shit to try to ten exactly. x my money. Same as cryptos, right? People are like, I've made a little bit of money on Bitcoin because it's just steadily going yep. up over a period of time. So now I'm going to invest in. Um, Come rockets, the the new coin that was just released, and hope that it's going to ten x through the roof. And well, I did a bit of research into come rockets. Mm. Do you know what it is? No, it's NFTs for porn. Oh, really? It's going to come rockets. <laughs> <laughs> like think about what OnlyFans has done. Right. So now you could now some an artist could NFT could create an image or video as an NFT and sell it and transfer it and gather and get an ongoing income stream from right. that. I'm going to buy some. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy some companies. Yeah. I think I need some companies. Yeah. But it makes sense. Right. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, liberating artists. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, so, so yeah, so what you're saying is... Yeah, so instead of, instead of taking that, uh, those winnings and thinking it's free money, You've got to treat it like you would treat an ETF where you go, okay, I've, I've made some profit off my low risk bets. 
So I'm going to take that profit and I'm going to invest it in more low risk bets with like lower risk, lower returns, but I'm just going to keep ramping that up. Because when I when I did that um, late last year, so I remember when I had, so left my job, so I was like, I'm not going to put any money in my sports bet account uh, mm. until I start earning again. And I made like $800 out of it because I was betting slow because it was, I was betting on things that were like $1.30 that I knew were sure things. Mm. And I was just making little tiny bits, little incremental mm. bits every single time. And then as it started to build, like I made a fair bit of money out of it and pulled, pulled some money out of the account. Um, but the problem with with gambling is like that thing that we spoke about, I think it was last week with Liam, where when your heart rate starts to go up, you start getting too excited and you go, oh yeah, I reckon this thing that's paying for yeah. one is a chance. Yeah. I'm going to bet 20 bucks on that. Oh, didn't come up. Oh, I'm still ahead. And then... Yeah. Then you start chasing, right? So I'd love, I would actually love a psychologist to break that down and would love to, like, I think that's a great documentary mm. to be able to follow a gambler and, and tabulate it and just see the psychological effects. Yeah, of it. Yeah. I think it, I think it'd be really amazing. Mm. Yeah. I think it's probably a good note to, um, for sure, to finish up on, to finish up. So, uh, whack in the comments, we'll shout out to developers. We would love to get to 50 subscribers. Yep. Yeah, uh, we've so we picked close. up a couple extras in the in the past week. So, so if you know anyone that you think would be interested, get them to subscribe, mm -hmm. comment below, like yeah. the app. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next audio.